Chapter Eleven of Across the Years. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ina Dabisher. Across the Years by Eleanor H. Porter. Chapter Eleven for Jimmy. Uncle Zeke's pipe had gone out. Sure sign that Uncle Zeke's mind was not at rest. For five minutes, the old man had occupied in frowning silence the other of my veranda rocking chairs. As I expected, however, I had not long to wait. I met old Sam Hadley and his wife in the cemetery just now, he observed. Yes, I was careful to express just enough and not too much interest. One had to be circumspect with Uncle Zeke. Hmm, I was thinking... Uncle Zeke paused, shifted his position, and began again. This time I had the whole story. I was thinking, I don't say that Jimmy did right, and I don't say that Jimmy did wrong. Maybe you can tell. Twas like this. In a way, we all claimed Jimmy Hadley. As a little feller, he was one of them big-eyed, curly-haired chaps that gets inside your heart no matter how tough tis. And we was really fond of him, too so fond of him that we didn't do nothing but join in when his pa and ma talked as if he was the only boy that ever was born or ever would be and you know we must have been pretty daft as to that us being fathers ourselves well as was natural perhaps the headless just lived for jimmy they'd lost three and he was all there was left they wasn't very well to do but nothing was too grand for jimmy and when the boy begun to draw them little pictures of his all over the shed and the barn door, they was plumb crazy. There wa'n't no doubt of it. Jimmy was going to be famous, they said. He was going to be one of them painter fellows and make big money. And Jimmy did work, even then. He stood well in his studies and worked outside, earning money so's he could take drawing lessons when he got bigger. And by and by he did get bigger, and he did take lessons down to the junction twice a week. There wa'n't no livin with Miss Hadley then. She was that proud. And when he brought home his first picture, they say she never went to bed at all that night, but just sat gloating over it till the sun came in and made her kerosene lamp look as silly as she did when she saw twas moanin. There was one thing that plagued her, though. Twan't painted that picture. Jimmy called it a black and white and said twan't paintin that he wanted to do but lustratin fur books and magazines you know she felt hurt and all put out at first but jimmy told her twas all right and that there was big money in it so she's got round contented again she couldn't help it anyhow with jimmy he was that lovin and nice with her he was the kind that always bringin footstools and shawls and making folks comfortable everybody loved jimmy even the cats and dogs rubbed up against him and wagged their tails at sight of him and the kids goodness jimmy couldn't cross the streets without a dozen kids making a grand rush for him well time went on and jimmy grew tall and good-looking then came the girl and she was a girl too course jimmy bein as how he had all the frozen there was goin' on everything so fur, carried out the same idea in girls, and picked out the prettiest one he could find. 
rich old townsend's daughter bessie to the hadleys this seemed all right jimmy was merely getting the best as usual but the rest of us including old man townsend began to sit up and take notice the old man was mad clean through he had other plans for bessie and he said so pretty plain but it seems there didn't any of us only jimmy maybe take the girl herself into consideration for a time she was a little skittish and led jimmy a pretty chase with her dancing nearer and nearer and then flying off out of reach but at last she came out fair and square for jimmy and they was as lively a pair of lovers as should wish to see it looked too as if she'd even wheedle the old man round to her side of thinkin the next thing we knew jimmy had gone to new york he was to study and at the same time pick up what work he could to turn an honest penny the hadley said we like that in him he was goin to make something of himself so's he'd be worthy of bessie townsend and any other girl but twas hard on the hadleys jimmy's lesson cost a lot and so did just livin there in new york and course jimmy couldn't pay for it all though i guess he worked nights and sundays to peace out back home here the hadleys scrimped and scrimped till they didn't have half enough to eat and hardly enough to cover their nakedness but they didn't mind twas for jimmy he wrote often and told how he was working and the girl got letters too at least miss hadley said she did and once in a while he'd tell of some pictures he'd finished or what the teacher said but by and by the letters didn't come so often sam told me about it at first and he said it plagued his wife a lot she said she thought maybe jimmy was getting discouraged especially as he didn't seem to say much of anything about his work now sam owned up that the letters weren't so free talking and that worried him he was afraid the boy was keeping back something he asked me kind of sheepish like if i supposed such a thing could be as that jimmy had gone wrong somehow he knew cities was awful wicked and tempting he said i laughed him out of that notion quick and i was honest in it too i'd have as soon suspected myself of going to the bed as jimmy and i told him so things didn't look right though the letters got scarcer and scarcer and i began to think myself maybe something was up then come the newspaper it was me that took it over to the hadleys it was a little notice in my weekly and i spied it way down in the corner just as i thought i had the paper all read twan't so much but to us twas a powerful lot just a little notice that they was glad to see that the first prize had gone to the talented young illustrator james hadley and that he deserved it and they wished him luck the hadleys were pretty pleased you'd better believe they hadn't seen it course as they wa'n't wasting no money on weeklies them days sam sat right down and wrote and so did miss hadley right out of the fullness of the hearts miss hadley give me her letter to read she was that proud and excited and twas a good letter all brimmin over with love and pride and joy in his success i could see just how jimmy'd colour up and choke when he read it specially where she owned up how she'd been getting pretty near discouraged cause they didn't hear much from him 
and how she'd rather die than have her jimmy fail well they sent off the letters and by and by come the answer it was kind of shy and stiff-like and i think it sort of disappointed them but they tried to throw it off and say that jimmy was so modest he didn't like to take praise course the whole town was interested and proud too to think he belonged to us and we couldn't hear half enough about him but as time went on we got worried things didn't look right the hadleys were still scrimping still sending money when they could and they owned up that jimmy's letter wa'n't real satisfying and that they didn't come often though they always told how hard he was working what was queerer still every now and then i'd see his name in my weekly i looked for it i'll own i ran across it once in the personals and after that i hunted the paper all through every week he went through parties and theatres and seemed to be one of a gay crowd that was always having good times i didn't say nothing to the headless all about this course but it bothered me lots what with all these fine doings and his not sending any money home it looked as if the old folks didn't count much now and that his head had got turned sure as time passed things got worse and worse sam lost two cows and miss hadley grew thinner and whiter and finally got down sick in her bed then i wrote i told jimmy pretty plain how things was and what i thought of him i told him that there wouldn't be any more money coming from this direction and i meant to see that there wa'n't too and i hinted that if that ere price brought him anything but honor i should think twould be a mighty good plan to share it with the folks that help him to win it it was a sharp letter and when it was gone i felt most sorry i'd sent it and when the answer come i was sorry jimmy was all broke up and he showed it he begged me to tell him just how his ma was and if they needed anything to get it and call on him he said he wished the price had brought him lots of money but it hadn't he enclosed twenty-five dollars however and said he should write the folks not to send him any more money as he was going to send to them now instead of course i took the letter and the money right over to sam and after they'd got over frettin cause i'd written at all they took the money and i could see it made them look ten years younger after that you couldn't come near either of them that you didn't hear how good jimmy was and how he was sending home money every week well it wa'n't four months before i had to write jimmy again sam asked me to this time miss hadley was sick again and sam was worried he thought jimmy ought to come but he didn't like to say so himself he wondered if i wouldn't drop him a hint so i wrote and jimmy wrote right away that he'd come we was all of a twitter course then the whole town he'd got another prize so the paper said and there was a paragraph praising up some pictures of his in the magazine he was our jimmy and we was proud of him yet we couldn't help wondering how he'd act we wa'n't used to celebrities not near to well he came he was taller and thinner than when he went away and there was a tired look in his eyes that went straight to my heart most the whole town was out to meet him and that seemed to bother him 
he was cordial enough in a way but did seem to try to avoid folks and he asked me right off ter get him out of it i could see he wa'n't hankering ter be made a lion of so we got away soon's we could and went ter his home you should have seen miss hadley's eyes when she saw him tall and straight in the doorway and sam sam cried like a baby he was so proud of that boy as for jimmy his eyes just shone and the tired look was all gone from them when he strode across the room and dropped on his knees at his mother's bedside with a kind of choking cry i come away then and left them we was kind of divided about jimmy after that we liked him most all of us but we didn't like his ways he was too standoffish and queer and we was all mad at the way he treated the girl twas given out that the engagement was broken but we didn't believe twas her done it cause up ter the last minute she'd been runnin' down ter the house with posies and goodies then he came and she stopped he didn't go there neither and so far as we knew they hadn't seen each other once the whole town was put out we didn't relish seein' her thrown off like an old glove just cause he was somebody out in the world now and could have his pick of girls with city airs and fur bellows but we couldn't do nothin cause he he was good to his folks and no mistake and we did like that miss hadley got better in a couple of weeks and he begun to talk of goin back we wanted to give him a banquet and speeches and a serenade but he wouldn't hear a word of it he wouldn't let us tell him how pleased we was at his success either the one thing he wouldn't talk about was his work and some got most mad he was so modest he hardly ever left the house except for long walks and it was on one of them that the accident happened it was in the road right in front of the field where i was ploughing so i saw it all bessie townsend on her little gray mare came tearing down the townsend hill like mad jimmy had stopped to speak to me at the fence but the next minute he was off like a shot up the road he ran and made a flying leap and i saw the mare rear and plunge then beast and man came down together and i saw bessie slide to the ground landing on her feet when i got there bessie townsend was sitting on the ground with jimmy's head in her arm which i thought uncommon good of her seeing the mortification he'd cost her but when i saw the look in her eyes and in his as he opened them and gazed up at her i reckoned there might be more to that love story than most folks knew what he said to her then i don't know but to me he said just four words don't tell the folks and i didn't rightly understand just then what he meant for surely an accident like that couldn't be kept unbeknownst the next minute he fell back unconscious it was a bad business all around and from the very first there wa'n't no hope in a week twas over and we laid poor jimmy away two days later after the funeral sam come to me with a letter it was addressed to jimmy and the old man couldn't bring himself to open it he wanted too that i should go on to new york and get jimmy's things and after i had opened the letter i said right off that i'd go i was mad over that letter 
it was a bill for a suit of clothes and it asked him pretty sharp like ter pay it i had some trouble in new york finding jimmy's boarding place there had been a fire the night before and his landlady had had to move but at last i found her and asked anxiously for jimmy's things and if his pictures had been hurt jimmy's landlady was fat and greasy and foreign-looking and she didn't seem to understand what i was talking about till i repeated a bit sharply yes his pictures i've come for em then she shook her head mr hadley did not have any pictures but he must have had em says i for them papers and magazines he worked for he made em she shook her head again then she gave a queer hitch to her shoulders and a little flourish with her hands oh the pictures he did do them once a little months ago but the prize says i the prize to jimmy hadley then she laughed as if she suddenly understood oh but it is a grand mistake you are making she cried in her silly outlandish way of talking there is a mr james hadley and he does make pictures beautiful pictures but it is not this one this mr hadley did try long ago but he failed to succeed so my son said and he had to to cease for long time he has worked for me for the grocer for any one who would pay till a little while ago then he left in the new clothes he had bought he went away the old ones burnt he had nothing else she said once more but i didn't even listen i was back with jimmy by the roadside and his don't tell the folks was ringing in my ears i understood it then the whole thing from the beginning and i felt dazed and shocked as if someone had struck me a blow in the face i want brought up to think lying and deceiving was right i got up by and by and left the house i paid poor jimmy's bill for clothes the clothes that i knew he wore when he stood tall and straight in the doorway to meet his mother's adoring eyes then i went home i told sam that jimmy's things got burned up in the fire which was the truth i stopped there then i went to see the girl and right there i got the surprise of my life she knew he had told her the whole thing long before he come home and insisted on giving her up just what he meant to do in the end and how he meant to do it she didn't know and she said with a great sob in her voice that she didn't believe he knew either all he did know apparently was that he didn't mean his ma should find out and grieve over it how he had failed but whatever he was going to do it was taken quite out of his hands at the last as for bessie now it seems as if she can't do enough for sam and miss hadley she's that good to run and they set the world by her she's got a sad proud look to her eyes but jimmy's secret is safe as i said i saw old sam and his wife in the cemetery tonight. they stopped me as usual and told me all over again what a good boy jimmy was and how smart he was and what a lot he'd made of himself in the little time he'd lived the hadleys are old and feeble and broken and it's their one comfort 
jimmy's success uncle zeke paused and drew a long breath then he eyed me almost defiantly i ain't sayin that jimmy did right of course but i ain't sayin that jimmy did wrong he finished End of chapter eleven